0: Hey this is Sayam Bhutani and you're listening to Chai Time Data Science, a podcast for data science enthusiasts where I interview practitioners, researchers and caglers about their journey, experience and talk all things about data science. Welcome to another episode of Chai Time Data Science Show. In this episode, uh, which is a conversation from the complete interview with Shivam Bansal, Colonel uh, Grandmaster on Kaggle currently ranked top four, uh, which will come out on the 8th of August. In this uh, discussion, we talk about his recent uh, competition win, uh, his solution to the city of Los Angeles data science for good competition. Shivam is a research scientist at NUS and he's been working in the data science field for the past few years. Please enjoy the show and stay tuned for the complete conversation releasing on the 8th of August next week. Congratulations also on your third win in the Data Science for Good competition. Uh, For a little section, I'd also like to talk about the recent win, your approach uh, to it. So could you tell us a bit about the recent uh, competition and Mm -hmm. what was the challenge here and why it caught your interest? Sure, sure. So thank you so much for that. So yeah, this I believe
1: was my third uh, Data Science for Good challenge. Mm -hmm. Uh, So in this competition, uh, the business problem was very unique. So this competition was sponsored by city of Los Angeles, and they were in a situation that uh, in a matter of one year, uh, about one third of their workforce uh, of the employees, they were eligible to retire. So they were having a lot of open vacancies, which they wanted to fill in the next say couple of months. Mm -hmm. So they wanted to come up with an effective recruitment strategy by the use of data, by the use of analytics and data science. And by effective data, effective recruitment strategy, uh, they meant that they do not want any unconscious bias or uh, let's say less diversity, less qualified candidates, et cetera. They wanted to make sure all the candidates which are applying or getting on board, they have diversity in, in say gender, in say uh, ethnicities, uh, races, uh, mm-hmm. or maybe age, etc. So they wanted to make sure uh, to remove that human bias, which is generally present in, in, the, in the recruitment strategies. Additionally, they wanted to make sure that uh, the, any employee, uh, which is part of this organization, they are, uh, they are easily uh, aware about the promotional opportunities that they have in the organization, mm-hmm. because this is a huge organization with more than 50,000 employees and more than 200 different job roles. So if an employee is working in the company, so let's say they have a decent experience, they satisfy all the criterias, Mm -hmm. but are they eligible for next promotional paths? Uh, That was not something which was really clear. So they wanted to use, make use of uh, the available data and come up with a framework in which uh, those Mm -hmm. promotional paths can be given. And on top of that, they wanted a very robust, very intelligent and comprehensive natural language processing engine which can convert their unstructured job descriptions data available in different pdfs documents etc into one structured form so that they can make more informed decision more data-driven decisions about Mm -hmm. the vacancies about the job roles about the salaries etc so it this so this problem had these multiple themes which i just talked about so this uh, like fusion of like three or four different themes in just one competition made made this competition very challenging in my opinion uh, for instance this this competition required a solution which is complete in all sense not mm-hmm. just giving a good techni- technical solution but also a solution which explains all these themes all these sure. components very well mm-hmm. and uh, city of Los Angeles can just directly use one single solution to solve all their purposes. So that's why I I decided I should try this competition.
0: So in a sense, from what I can understand is this was really like a data scientist problem, rather than just a competition problem, which uh, is common to most competitions.
1: Correct. So maybe machine learning component was relatively lesser in this part, but Mm -hmm. we were open to use any approach as a as the um, submissions given by different calculators. They were open to use any approach, be it only a machine learning approach. Yeah. But as you mentioned, uh, data science is not just machine learning; it's a, it's a sequence of many tasks. Yeah. So that's what something which was required in this competition.
0: I think that's also where many people get confused: is that you're not using AI to replace a human; you're using software. I think in this case to replace the hiring pipeline or. Uh, it's, it's
1: more about making your strategies more effective, more data-driven. Mm-hmm. So companies have been running their businesses since decades, but mostly that is being through knowledge and their experiences. Mm-hmm. What data scientists do when they come into picture is they improve those experiences. They improve those de- those decisions by giving them the right insights, right predictions from the data sets. So that is something which I believe should be. Uh, everyone should be aware of uh, like mm-hmm. data science is not just replacing those 2030 experienced <laughs> people but assisting them with data science metrics.
0: That's great. advice. Uh, are, are you a fan of the human in the loop concept or uh, the AI concept? So, so in my opinion,
1: I believe that uh, humans are definitely uh, one important piece for any project. Mm-hmm. Uh, Relying only on AI to say all take all the decisions may not give us the best possible results. They may create some implicit bias, mm-hmm. so it, it's, it's good good to have humans in the loop.
0: Got it. Uh, also, you mentioned about all of this knowledge. So, could you tell us more about what sort of research for you or what sort of background study for you went uh, into the competition while you were competing for this?
1: Yeah. So I structured my entire solution uh, in a series of uh, five to six steps in which the first step was doing all the comprehensive research, reading all about why companies uh, struggle in getting not diverse candidates. Uh, What is the meaning of effective recruitment strategy? What is Mm -hmm. diversity hiring? What are the kind of implicit bias? So Mm -hmm. I I read uh, more than 10 research papers on these different ideas. I read more than 50 blog posts and articles which were available on the internet. So one whole week I spent into just getting the more business insights, getting the more ideas Mm -hmm. about what this competition is actually talking about.
0: Right, Got it. Uh, Also, like people tend to just jump into a competition, submit to the leaderboard right which is not possible in this. So what do you think of like, how should be the split for understanding the problem versus getting a baseline ready versus adding features.
1: Right. Uh, so these uh, competitions, as I mentioned, uh, requires a very comprehensive solution. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: it is always good to start with a very simple solution or a very start very basic solution, let's say, as as I mentioned, this competition had four to five different themes. So Uh, A good strategy is to pick one of the theme and try to come up with a simple approach or simple solution for that. Let's say you want to measure if job bulletins has racial bias or gender bias. So just come up with one visualization and see if that visualization is explaining the uh, racial bias or gender bias uh, in -hmm. them and then over the time over next few days iteratively add more visualizations, iteratively add more statistical analysis, more recommendations and improve on top of that. So I believe these competitions also follow somewhat similar pattern to traditional uh, Kaggle competition where you mm-hmm. start with a baseline and then iteratively improve. And then in the end, assemble different techniques, uh, yeah. come up with stacking type architectures. So mm-hmm. similarly, in these competitions, we also have to do the same thing. But it's not just we have to do for machine learning, maybe for analysis, maybe for some other types of ED, maybe for visualizations, mm-hmm. etc.
0: I think that's also great advice that what many people think of is the biggest model that they can just throw at their data instead you also have to work on small models, really create a PVC or a MVP in terms of the business world, then complicated it further.
1: Correct. Yeah, and that that's, a, that is very similar to what I have seen uh, in all my past industrial projects, mm-hmm. any business problem, it always starts with the simple solutions, the yeah. customers or the clients, they are not looking for very high accurate models in the first place. They're looking for an end to end piece, which shows that data science solution can give them something and then i think once they are convinced
0: they are yeah. actually aiming for that final big huge yeah app that can do whatever but they, they do start with this small yes uh, because
1: they want to convince them first that yes data science can do something because <laughs> yeah. they always have the business problem but when we show them poc so then they are aware that yes we are on the right track now let us spend our time and effort and money to make the solution more comprehensive and more accurate
0: got it. Uh, also, uh, thank you for sharing your wonderful solution via your blog, I'll have that mm-hmm. linked uh, in our podcast description. Also, could you tell us a bit about your solution uh, to the to the data science for good uh, challenge?
1: Sure. So, uh, like I mentioned before, I structured my solution in six different steps. Mm-hmm. And th- that's how I always start my any solution like I always break the bigger problem into different components and then come up with uh, different kernels or different strategies or different solutions for every uh, sub-task that I have broken. So mm-hmm. as I mentioned, first step was just to gain all the business ideas. Uh, the next step, w- what I did was I created a very strong natural language processing engine, which, yes. uh, which was used to convert all the unstructured data into structured format. Mm-hmm. So I started small, I started with simple regular expression, keyword based layout based approach but over the weeks uh, i kept on adding more grammar based rule part of speech tag rules mm-hmm. more natural language processing techniques and over the week uh, the solution evolved and solution improved uh, right. in itself uh, but the biggest takeaway which i learned from that first part was that i focused on completing that nlp engine end to end Like at the first go, it was giving very bad results, but it had all the components, it it was giving all the variables that were required to be extracted. And that's what I focused in the next few weeks uh, in improving the accuracy. So that was like the first part. The other part was more about uh, quantification of those unconscious bias present in those uh, job bulletins or job descriptions, etc. So that's where I, my all the business knowledge which I gained from the internet that came into picture. I converted those business insights which I learned into data science strategies into different types of EDAs which can be done, different yep. statistical analysis which can be done. So I kept on iteratively trying and uh, implemented those uh, techniques on the real data sets which were available. Mm-hmm. I got to know that about 5 out of 20 ideas worked which is very true in uh, in all the data science scenarios that uh, whatever you know, not everything can work. Yeah. So that's where I picked all those ideas which worked for me. I then polished upon those ideas. Uh, one of the important piece was validation as well. We cannot just start with our hypothesis and say, this is coming from the data and this is true. So mm-hmm. in this case, since we did not have any unseen data or any external data on which we can see whether our approach is good or bad. So that's where I use the concept of simulation. I designed the experiments in which uh, a simulated world or simulated population was uh, defined. Mm -hmm. Uh, Every population had some applications, some candidates with different attributes. Um, Mm -hmm. And then I check that whether the insights coming from my analysis or insights are they creating some impacts or some fluctuations in that simulated uh, environment? And are they significant uh, enough to say that this insight or this recommendation is relevant? Mm -hmm. So So I incorporated this, yeah, this
0: was really your validation strategy to create a simulation of it.
1: Yes, yes, because I made sure that simulation is very similar, or it mimics the real world, what (laughs) I tried that I used census data, I used uh, city demographics data, Mm -hmm. and used all the aggregated values to generate those simulations so in right. a sense the simulated data was not fake data or dummy data this mm-hmm. was very close to the real data set as so it so that is also one of the takeaway which i would like to highlight here that uh, sometimes simulations can also be very helpful in validating mm-hmm. your approaches uh well the third part of this uh, my submission was uh, Uh, Deep analysis of uh, textual data uh, Mm -hmm. by the means of content analysis, language analysis, word choice, text complexity, etc. So that's in that piece in that kernel. I focused a lot on uh, NLP techniques, I quantification of uh, of all the different, uh, say, sentiments or different insights present in the data. And also measuring how well the person has written the text. Is the text actually serving the purpose? Mm -hmm. For instance, there is an important section in job description, which is called duties. What are the duties to be performed? So by the use of natural language processing, Mm -hmm. can we effectively measure is the duties fulfilling the purpose? Is the duty section explaining uh, what are the actual duties to be performed? Mm -hmm. So by the analysis of what kind of verbs the person has used, what kind of uh, town phrases are present, what kind of word choice they have used, Mm -hmm. are they actually serving the purpose? So these are, I would say, all the business ideas and you, by using uh, techniques like uh, NLP, post tagging, and you with the use of Python, I converted them into implemented form. And mm-hmm. then using visualization, I made sure that the right idea, which I want to convey is actually conveyed. Mm-hmm. And cool. uh, so this was the third part. And finally, in the last two parts, I made use of uh, uh, further natural language processing techniques. Like uh, I used fast text, uh, 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 model to generate word embeddings for every sentence and then identified if there are contextual similarities present in the job requirements Mm -hmm. and whether I use those contextual similarities as a way to link uh, those promotional pathways. Let's say Mm -hmm. if an employee is working on one position, but after serving a complete uh, decent amount of experience, uh, Mm -hmm. they can be promoted to other uh, senior most role. So those okay. things I captured using text analysis and then I use d3.js to visualize those promotional pathways as well. Mm-hmm. So this was my whole solution. Um, I believe that uh, that is very comprehensive and very long may not be uh, uh, expressed in this podcast, but definitely I think anyone wants to refer, they can refer my blogs. We'll and have all of us. those
0: linked also for those who want sure. to check. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for the comprehensive summary also. Uh, so. My biggest takeaway from this is, A, you don't have to have the business knowledge when approaching a new problem. So people, yeah. like, someone might think of this as, we need to teach a hiring person machine learning to, to be able to solve this problem. Right. right, And the second takeaway for me is spend a lot of time on uh, understanding the data. And even then, continuously, like you said, you were validating your ideas constantly, while even adding every feature, you were constantly visualizing it. Correct. Got okay. it thank you so much for listening to this episode if you enjoyed the show please be sure to give it a review or feel free to shoot me a message you can find all of the social media links in the description if you like the show please subscribe and tune in each week to chai time data science